Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Happy Thursday. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Thanks a lot for hanging out, making uh, the show a part of your day. I do appreciate it. And if you'd like to participate, you can call 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. And uh, you can also send over an email if you like. And that is Pete at com. You can also follow me on Twitter where we do a lot of the... Uh, the trolling and the slicing and dicing of lefties. That's on uh, Twitter at Pete Callender. You don't have to participate. You can just, you could just like, you know, slow down and rubberneck at the carnage. It's, that's okay too. Um, alrighty. So let's start where everybody is uh, starting, I guess, today with the news cycle. And that is that the uh, former president, Donald Trump, uh, is apparently going to be indicted yet again. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, this is the federal case. This is not the one out of Georgia that's, I guess, still being investigated or presented to the grand jury down there. He could, So he could end up with three, like three of a kind. He could, he could end up with three indictments going into the election cycle. That would be unprecedented. Uh, much like a twice impeached president running for uh, election, also unprecedented. Although... If Joe Biden plays his cards right, he seems to be uh, he seems to be on the path. He could he could get a pair. He's got to start with one though, and I'm kind of hoping that the Republicans uh, lean into this beforehand. So at least we get Joe with with one indictment under his belt um, or one impeachment under his belt uh, as he goes into the election cycle too. It could happen. It could happen. Oh wait, look a UFO, a UFO story. Sorry, got distracted. Um. All right, so a federal grand jury investigating Donald Trump in Florida heard from at least one additional witness yesterday amid signs that the Justice Department was moving towards a possible indictment over the former president's mishandling of classified documents. By the way, is this is this why we're seeing a lot of Republican candidates jumping into the race who have no business being in the race because they think it's going to be an open field because Trump will not be able to, he won't be able to survive this. Is that why? I mean, what other explanation is there for, what is it, the North Dakota or South Dakota governor? Bergam, Bergen, whatever. I mean, Chris Christie's candidacy is like the only one right now that makes any bit of sense. He's just like, it's just a personal thing. He's going to kamikaze uh, right into Trump's campaign. And that that's what he's there for. Like, that's the most that makes. I mean, yes, yes. He says, oh, I'm running because I think I can win. Yes. A lot of politicians uh, get their ego stroked by uh, political consultants that need a paycheck. Uh, and so uh, they they tell these candidates, oh, you could totally win and we can totally, you know, drag you over the finish line. And here's how we're going to make it happen. And yeah. And then they take the paycheck and, and then lose. So, yes, there are there are candidates that buy into that. I think I heard. 
Yeah, I think it was uh, yesterday when former Governor Pat McCrory was on uh, the Good Morning BT show, uh, as he is on Wednesday. I think it's Wednesdays, right? Yeah. I think it's every Wednesday. Yeah, it is. All right. So, uh, and, and, I, and I heard him say that, like, everybody gets in, they think they can win. Yes, I, and I'll, you know, that's his opinion. I believe that. But you also know that there are candidates that get in there <clears throat> that they know they have a very, very, very long shot. Uh, they are realistic, but they're doing it for other reasons. It's a vanity play or it's, you know, got to stay relevant. I got to be able to get a gig after this as a talking head on a network. So it, it's a way to stay relevant as well. So I don't know if that's Christie's play, but I like part of me understands this, like the vengeance play, right? Um, because yeah, because he he and and Trump used to get along; they used to be pals, and then they had the big falling out and all that. And I don't know, that one kind of makes sense. But like Asa Hutchinson, really? But maybe maybe they all see Trump as you know damaged goods here. Not just for the fact that he's got a record, <clears throat> which, by the way, the DeSantis campaign is now uh, being uh, attacked because they put out a bunch of pictures uh, that are AI generated of Donald Trump hugging and kissing Fauci. <laughs> sorry, sorry, the science. Hugging and kissing the science. So they're not real pictures, apparently. They're AI generated. And everybody's like, I can't believe DeSantis's campaign would do this. Trump's campaign already did this, and other campaigns have already done this stuff as well. This is, yeah, it's a whole new world, people. I Like, I, I don't even know how you're going to trust any material that you see, any campaign ads. Maybe this is all for the best, you know? You just get everybody distrusting every single campaign commercial that they see as fake. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's where, and then we turn a corner somehow. I don't know. Yeah, it's missing a step. It's like technology allows for greater misinformation. Step two, something, and then step three, it gets better. So I, I, I'm just working. I just got to work out that middle step. Um, in the last week, Trump's lawyers have met with Justice Department officials to argue against an indictment, which I get. Uh, did you know you could do that? I didn't realize you could do that. Not that I've ever you know, been looking at an indictment, at least that I'm aware of. Um, but apparently you can you can go to the prosecution and like while they're presenting a case and you can go to them and be like, yo, you guys shouldn't do this. I didn't know that Trump has issued social media posts in which he suggested that he anticipated that he might be charged. A former top aide appeared before a grand jury in Miami an indication legal experts said that prosecutors had settled on Florida rather than Washington as an appropriate venue for charges. Now, that could go. I mean, I got to think it's a better venue than D.C. I mean, I don't know how much better. But I got to believe any venue is better than D.C. So small victories here, right? If they're going to be going after Trump in the federal system, at least he may have a better shot at getting a, a a less biased, maybe a more impartial jury. I don't know. In addition, several media reports last night said that prosecutors had recently issued the Trump legal team a target letter, which is often, but not always, a precursor to criminal charges. The Justice Department defines a target as someone whom prosecutors have substantial evidence 
linking to a crime. All right, let me just say this. I will say the same thing I said during the Mueller investigation. I want to see all the information. I'm, I do not have to make a, a, a form an opinion about whether this is true or not based on leaked information, right? And all of this is leaked, whether it came from the prosecutor's office, whether it came from somebody inside the court system and the grand jury system, or whether it came from uh, witnesses or lawyers for the witnesses, or it came from Trump world. It doesn't matter. All of these, these are all leaks. And so they are, and why do people leak? Why did, why are they giving this information to reporters? They're trying to shape a narrative. They're trying, right? Yeah, they're trying. I don't know what the purpose of the narrative shaping is because I don't know who they are. But they're all trying to get us to read this and think of this stuff as it's being presented. So you always got to keep that in the back of your mind. What is the motivation for the people that are leaking the information? Lawyers for Trump did not return calls seeking comment. The Associated Press has not independently confirmed the existence of this target letter. A Trump spokesman would not confirm or deny receiving a letter, and a Justice Department spokeswoman declined to comment. Furthermore, Trump's lawyers met at the Justice Department earlier in the week with officials, including special counsel Jack Smith, part of an effort by the legal team to raise concerns about what they say is prosecutorial misconduct. I'll give you details on that in a moment. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So Donald Trump's lawyers met at the Justice Department Monday in an effort to raise concerns about what they say is prosecutorial misconduct and to try to argue against a potential indictment. It was after that meeting where Trump posted on Truth Social, um, how can DOJ possibly charge me who did nothing wrong when no other presidents have been charged? So what is this prosecutorial misconduct? The Trump defense team is alleging that a senior federal prosecutor working on the case discussed a federal judgeship with a defense lawyer for a key witness. All right, so you got the prosecutors, you got witnesses, and those witnesses have their attorneys, and one of those prosecutors, I I think an elderly one, it says a senior federal prosecutor, so I guess an elderly one, Um, one of those lawyers talked with one of the lawyers for the witnesses um, about a judgeship. Now, what, what did they say about the judgeship? Don't know. But simply discussing a judgeship and the way you frame it like that, the way you say it like that, makes it sound like there's a quid pro quo going on, right? Like there's some level of corruption here, right? The Deputy Attorney General, Lisa 
Monaco's office informed the Trump team in the last 24 hours that it was rejecting a request to delay the indictment so the allegation could be investigated. So this was, that was the ask from Trump world. They were like, hey, we understand that one of you lawyers on the prosecution side started chatting with a witness lawyer and you were chatting about a judgeship. And so we would like time to investigate that before you bring an indictment. And the prosecutors are like, no. We're going to bring forward the indictment, whatever. And as I understand it, the lawyer, or sorry, the judge in the case is not allowing that to go forward either. The lawyer for the witness was already in line for consideration by the Biden White House for a judgeship. This is according to John Solomon at JustTheNews.com. And that, I mean, that doesn't tell us much. It just tells us that this lawyer for one of the witnesses was already tapped by the Biden White House as a potential candidate for a judgeship. Were they already in the system? It says was in consideration. Don't know. Was he already nominated? Seems like it, maybe, because it says the prosecutor raised the nomination. When the, when the prosecutor allegedly raised the nomination. So was he already or she already nominated? That's what it seems to indicate, but there's there's wiggle room here, so I don't know. I'm just trying to give you all of the, to paint the whole picture here for you. But here's, here's a concern, is that this was raised while the prosecutor was trying to get additional testimony from the lawyer's client. Okay, so this is a witness. I'm thinking this witness might be a Trump world witness. Somebody from the Trump campaign or inside the Trump White House or something. Someone from there has a lawyer and that lawyer is in line for a judgeship. And the prosecutor's like, so how about that nomination? By the way, uh, we need some more info. The discussion raised concerns among defense lawyers that it was actually an effort to influence the witness who has declined to change his testimony because he claims to have no other information about the movement of the boxes and the artifacts at Mar-a-Lago since he left the White House. Okay, so it's not someone who's with Trump now, I guess, but somebody who may have packed some of the boxes at the White House. And they're like, I don't know anything else. And the prosecutors are leaning on him to give more info. He doesn't have more info, his story, doesn't have more info. And so then the prosecutors just bring up the nomination to the judgeship. See, here's the problem. I don't trust either side in this. So I'm just watching. Okay, so that's the, that's the, um, that's the angle of the prosecutorial misconduct. Um, whether, he, whether he gets indicted or not, I think they're looking at this by the end of the week, they say. It could happen by the end of the week. But we don't know. He's already been indicted in a Manhattan court. Um, That's on the charges that he falsified the business expenses in order to pay Stormy Daniels, the porn star, the hush money. Um, But that's seen as a very weak case. So here, this one seems, this was over the the secret documents, which, by the way, we have some, um, I have some information, some new information on the secret documents that Joe Biden uh, uh, had at his uh, houses and offices and such. I've got an update. On, oh, look, a UFO story. 
Sorry, I just keep getting distracted by the flying saucers. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT 704-570-1110 1-800-WBT-1110 And uh, the email is Pete at the com. So going over, we were just going over the details there on the Trump indictment. I am curious. Do you think the do you think the indictments hurt Trump the more he gets? <laughs> like, like if he ends up getting one out of Georgia as well, he's got three indictments on him, and he's he's running for president. Do you think that helps? Do you think it hurts? No difference. Do you think it's already kind of baked into the cake, either pro or con? You know, um, I I don't know anybody that. Is like a big. If you're if you are still on board with Trump, I think the number of indictments don't matter. And I think people that are already don't like Trump, they will use it as an excuse. But I don't. I don't think it. I mean, it obviously doesn't make them want to. Well, I guess they could. I guess you, there there could be some sort of a sympathy rally around the uh, the victim kind of effect. I don't know if it's large, though. Um, but Bill Barr is back in the news. I know. Like, yes, William Barr. Great to see it. No. <laughs> uh, William Barr, he, uh, his first stop was over at thefederalist.com. He's since given interviews and statements to other news organizations, and he's responding to the lie that Jamie Raskin told. A lie that we broadcast Live as it was being told repeatedly. You remember the other day when James Comer, Congressman James Comer and Congressman Jamie Raskin got to go to the FBI and look at the the document, right? The, was it the 1023, the FD 1023? Because the FBI initially said, we don't even have this document that you're talking about. It doesn't exist. And then of course, they were told by Chuck Grassley, we actually know it exists because we've seen it. And there's like, oh, that document. Oh, I thought you meant some other document. Well, no, you can't have it. So James Comer said, well, we're going to hold you in contempt of Congress then if you don't give it to us. And like, oh, okay, fine, fine. How about, why don't you just come on over and take a look at it? And they went over and took a look at it. Well, Comer and Raskin did. The rest of the committee could not. It was just the two leaders, Raskin the Democrat, Comer the Republican. So they go over and they take a look at it. Then they come out. They do a press conference separately because there's a stakeout position set up by the reporters outside the building. And so when Comer leaves, he gives a couple of comments. And then Raskin leaves later and he gives a couple of comments. And his comments were like, I don't understand what they think this proves. This is nothing. 
They already looked into it. This is about Rudy Giuliani and, uh, uh, you know, William Barr, who was the attorney general at the time. You know, he shut this whole thing down. They said there was no there there on the Biden corruption stuff. Oh, look, a UFO. We have UFOs. Did you see this story? Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Um, yeah, there's a there's a whistleblower who has come forward with information, uh, uh a deep black budget program where the American military is in possession of multiple alien craft, both partial and intact. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. I got, sorry. Got distracted there. Got distracted by the UFO story. Let me go over here to uh, Richard. Hello, Richard. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, doing good. How are you today? Hey, I am all right. What's up? Oh, I was just calling about the Trump indictment. Uh, yeah. Uh, comments. Uh, at this point, you know, there's only three requirements in the Constitution to run for president, and um, indictments don't have anything to do with that, and they don't prohibit you from running. So at this point, it's, a, it's more or less like a game. Let's see how many indictments we can get and still take the presidency. <laughs> Sorry. So that's why I say he's got, if he gets the one in Georgia as well, he'll have three of a kind and then... Uh, yeah, maybe he gets, uh, maybe he could pick up a fourth. I don't know what else, like, is anybody else investigating him, though? I think, I think three might be his ceiling. I'm not sure if he can get any more, unless he's, uh, maybe he goes on a crime spree or something. And maybe then he, <laughs> he yeah. can pick up a couple others. So do you think that the, that the indictments change anybody's mind for the election? Um, I think it, it may sw- way people who don't understand or haven't read the constitution lately um but you know for folks that still support the um conservative base uh that support trump i think nothing's going to change that well so so do you think then that he this doesn't hurt him in the republican primary but it does hurt him in the general I maybe uh, for you know if someone doesn't understand that indictments um, don't prohibit you from running for president, uh, then maybe that that hurts. But uh, I think well, it's not it's not a matter of people that don't know that it's a matter of people not wanting their president to be under indictment and facing potential jail time. Like that would be uh, why it's disqualifying. Not that it's not that there's a prohibition. I mean, because uh, Williams, uh, William Jennings Bryant ran for uh, president from prison, right, uh, while he was in jail. So, like, you can do it. Um, the question is, you know, does it make a better campaign? <laughs> does it make for... Well, I would submit it's probably a better campaign. To uh, 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 It's probably an advantage to your campaign if you're not under an indictment. But I don't know. It, it could be. But then, you know, if you think about also, too, uh, middle-class America and all right, how many more attacks can one person take? Like, at what point does it become, all right, screw you guys, we're going to do it just to spite, you know, the system. Right, Um, if there's a, that's why I said, like a rally around the victim kind of effect that occurs there where where you, the the stuff mounts on them and it's piling on and then people feel sympathy for, for the person. Like, that's, that could happen as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Richard, I appreciate the call. Yeah, exactly. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's... Look, I don't know. I, I don't know. And anybody who says they know, they're lying to you. Nobody knows. Um, and if they do know, I would ask them to give me the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> I would like to see that. Um, so soon after the closed-door meeting, 
with the House Oversight Committee chairs, James Comer and uh, uh, Jamie Raskin, right? They go out and speak to the media. And what Raskin says is, quote, what I learned was the Attorney General William Barr named Scott Brady, who was a U.S. attorney for Western Pennsylvania, to head up a group of prosecutors who would look into all of the allegations related to Ukraine. After Rudy Giuliani surfaced these allegations in August, determined that they determined there was no grounds to escalate from an initial assessment to a preliminary investigation, and so they called an end to the investigation. That's what Raskin said when he came out of there. That's what he said. And that was a lie. Did he make it up on his own? Or is that what the FBI told him to say? Either way, I don't like I don't like either of those answers, right? Neither actually the the, the second one is worse that the FBI is trying to create a narrative using Raskin. And that's according to what Bill Barr is now saying. Let's more of your calls in a moment. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Going over Jamie Raskin's lie that he either made up or regurgitated that came from the FBI regarding the the FD-1023, which is the form that now members of Congress have been able to see that documents the Biden corruption allegation. And Raskin said when he came out of this meeting where he uh, where allegedly they got told what the 1023 had. Did they get to see the document themselves? The FBI then gave him a briefing and he said that the attorney general at the time, William Barr. Named a U.S. attorney from Western Pennsylvania to head up a group of prosecutors to look into all of the allegations after Rudy Giuliani surfaced them. And then they shut it down. They said there was no grounds to escalate from the initial assessment into a preliminary investigation, so they called an end to the investigation. And that was a lie. William Barr has now come out, he's doing interviews saying, that's not true. Let me go over here and get John on. Hello, John, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, so my understanding is that the the bribery scheme that's described in the document based on John Solomon's reporting involves Ukraine. So with Bill Barr recently coming out stating that the, in 2017 the sent to the prosecutors in Delaware, he's outed himself having foreknowledge before and during impeachment. And since he's on the circuit, I think 
he owes the American people an explanation as to why he didn't disclose this information when impeachment was going on, which, as we all know, was centrally focused on Ukraine bribery with the family. That's a good that's a very good point, because, yes, this 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 is what Bill Barr is saying, is that the um, that the 1023 was actually from 2017. This is not related to Rudy Giuliani. There was another one, and uh, but that one was um, that's a separate deal. The one from 2017, which I'm not sure. I think the one from 2017, John, is actually the one regarding China. I think well, I think the I think the Ukraine connected one is the one with Rudy. I think the 2017 one because here's the, this what this was Raskin's lie. And it came from the FBI, so maybe they intentionally are trying to conflate these to confuse people and and get everyone thinking that, oh, we looked into it and shut it down. And that's what Raskin came out and said. But Barr is saying, no, there is a separate one. It went to, like you said, Delaware. And I think that's the one that we're... um, It says here it's not true. Uh, The confidential human sources claims detailed in the 1023 got sent to Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office for further investigation, according to Barr. Um, And the House Oversight Committee uh, also falsely suggested that they were related to the investigation of information that Rudy had unearthed on uh, Biden family corruption in Ukraine. They're saying this is unrelated to Rudy Giuliani, not derived from any of that information that he provided because that was in 2020, and the 2017 one stands on its own. Um, okay. Well, I, I could be wrong. Check me on that. But I believe I believe it's John Solomon maybe that's reporting. It is based on Ukraine. I think he's reporting specific names. Um, but, you know... I've got his report here. Yeah, and I've got his re- yeah, I've got his report here. I'll take a look at it. Um because yeah, like I'm cuz now that you raise it, I don't know I, I'm trying to remember. I thought it was on the China cuz the the focus in this uh, there's another write up on it from Molly Hemingway at the Federalist. Um and like the big deal is the is the Chinese connections also and I don't know if this one's I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check if the Ukraine is connected to the 2017 20 So it still establishes that there is Biden family corruption with foreign countries, and even if it was China in the four in the 2017, and there's foreknowledge, Bill Barr still knows that there is credible evidence backed by a constitutional informant that's been paid six figures that the Biden family is involved in foreign corruption, yeah. which still underpins the the reason for impeachment, even though it may have been two countries. That's still relevant information that yeah. the American public should have been made aware of, and certainly Congress as well. Um, but I think he certainly stepped in it by trying to come out and defend himself, and the media needs to press him on that issue of the what he knew that was going on behind the scenes in terms of investigation that was relevant to impeachment uh, arguments on the case of the yeah, no, I got you, John. I appreciate the call. Your your cell phone is is dropping in and out there as well. Um, but no, I got I I got the point there. I got the gist of it. It's it's a fair question, um, because it was rel- Some of it is relevant. Some of it's not. Some of I mean, some of the relevance, obviously, of the corruption of the Bidens. It pl- it, it it's relevant because Trump is asking, "Do you have the evidence of the corruption of the Bidens?" 
tell me about this. I want you to tell me about this. And so he's trying to get that, which is funny to me because, like, that's what prosecutors do all the time, right? They try to leverage stuff in order to get more information about crimes. So Trump tries to do it, and then, like, that's impeachable because he tried to offer this quid pro quo off of the perfect call. Right. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, and look, that one, during that impeachment trial, like, I did not see, uh, to me, that was... That's normal. That's politics. That Yes, I'm going to offer you a meeting, and you're going to offer me this. Yeah, that's... Isn't that what the Bidens were doing? Isn't that... Isn't that influence peddling that the Bidens were doing? Wasn't that the whole point of the Biden, Inc. operation? Come on. Um, I will double-check the, uh, the 2017 versus 2020 deal. Up next, I'm going to talk with Patrick Sebastian... He's with Opinion Diagnostics, and uh, they've got a poll that's coming out, or maybe it's out by now, um, testing these very questions about Trump and DeSantis in North Carolina just ahead of the, uh, the GOP convention this weekend. We'll talk with him up next. 